Every year, millions of global travelers flock to California in search of the world's finest cannabis. Our job is to get these travelers very high and show them a great time. It's not always as easy as you think. Join us, your heady hosts and cannabis tour guides, Victor Pino and April Black, as we spend an hour each episode trimming back the storied nuggets of life in the weed tourism game. We'll be joined by our friends, colleagues, and cannabis tourism legends from across the globe. So get on board the weed bus, buckle up, and as always, smoke them if you got them. You're about to get high on tour with Victor Pino and April Black. All right, and we're back now for something very special. Shannon Talaferro. Nice. Got it. Nailed chief, it. Chief executive. Nailed it. <laughs> chief executive officer of Green Ox in Hubble County. I, have, I am just meeting you today for the first time. That's right. Um, Same here. Th- welcome. Welcome yeah. to the show. I've known him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Susan's been very <laughs> quiet so far, but she had to let everybody know that I... We're friends. Yeah. We're friends. We're friends, too. And yeah. you're friends. Yeah. Now we're all friends. Now we're all friends. So um, real quick, um, tell me the quick elevator pitch on your company before we get into anything. Right? What oh, is Green Ox? Cool. Yeah, thanks so much. So Green Ox is a, is a compilation of farmers that all put their money together back in uh, 2016, 2017. We all saw the need for something that was farmer-ran and farmer-operated that could get our weed from our farms out into the bigger world that we could trust. Um, coming from the black into the white, like, you know, honor amongst thieves to a certain degree. So we wanted to have honor amongst our own thieves so we could, you know, control the uh, the flow of our product. So we all put our money in. We started the Green Ox. Um, we, we call ourselves a nine, actually, a real estate holding company, which which was interesting all of its own because, like, we're all, like, small-time farmers. Now we have a, a real estate holding company. Like, holy shit, sounds like a big deal. Right. Um, we all... Uh, so we put our money in, bought this beautiful building up in Eureka, outfitted it out, and had you know felt like we had control of the industry at that point. We right. all brought our bounds in. We all had them trimmed there. We had um, we developed Humble Homegrown as a spinoff of that, as you know, as somewhere to kind of showcase what we we're bringing in off the farms. So and, at your core, you're you're. Are you a vertical? I mean, how do you consider yourself? You consider yourselves a distro. We consider ourselves a distro. Okay. Yeah. In, yep. in the grand scheme of things, in the grand. Yeah. The idea would be vertical integration. Vertical integration. Yeah. Right, right, yep. right. So, so some of our farms do have nursery licenses, and yeah. they bring their own um, uh, strains to the table. Myself personally, I, I think that that's a little bit too much work for the right. time that I have in my day. So right. we, we utilize a nursery company that's also owned by local local right. folks who right, have right, farms right. in our area as well. Right. Um, so yeah, we want to be vertically integrated. I mean, that's the idea. So once you have vertical integration, you have control of the, of the supply chain, right? Yeah. So if you have a brand and you don't have control of the supply, then you're kind of at the whim, at the whim of whoever brings you product in, and you know, are and, you going to put that in jar or not? And what are the brands that you guys are currently nurturing or carrying, or how does that? How, so our our, our baby is Humboldt Homegrown. Okay, um, we we really glommed onto the name Humboldt Homegrown because we're all just you know down home farmers. In in principle, we are growing in our backyards on our property, right? right. And from that, we had a spinoff, the Cheeps brand, which is a little bit lower grade. You know, this is like the the bud trim and the right. duff that comes off right. of the pounds. And we saw that everything, like talking about the vertical integration, everything has a home. You know, everything but like obviously 
the stems. Right. But even, right, right. you know, we found even the, the mold that comes off of what we can't, you know, put out into the, the greater scheme in product is actually has, is, is, a, is something that people want as well. So trim, right, right. mold, A flower, smalls, we've right. kind of found a home for all of it. Right, right. And so, yeah, so right now we're humble, homegrown, and Cheap's brand is really what we're, we're working on. So those are the brands. That's the distro. Yep. Tell me about the man in front of me. All right. Who, who, who is Shannon? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm one of those kids that got transported in Humboldt back in the 70s. Um, my mom came in as the Back to the Land movement. She came in, over from Ohio in a little green Dotson pickup truck, traveled by herself, just me and her. Landed here in Berkeley, San Francisco area with some of her kind of bohemian-type friends. They lived in a, co a communal house, um, and she had heard there was this place called Humboldt where a lot of people were landing, being able to buy cheap land. And so she went up there, met up with some of her friends that she had known from her childhood who had already landed up there. And they put some money in and bought a piece of property from Bob McKee. And that's kind of where we landed. Uh -huh. um, I was only about four years old at that point in time. And I'd landed right into the heart of what people are doing, growing weed yeah. in the mountains, trying to live off the yeah. land. Um, you know, my, my first memories um, are living in a tent on our what was our home site by the creek. Um, we'd get our water from the creek. We'd take it back to the tent site, you know, boil it up. So real, food. real back to the land. Real back yeah. to the land. Like canned, canned food, canned milk, powdered milk, yeah. you know, yeah. just like scratching by and just kind of seeing what we could get yeah. away with. So this is where the rubber meets the road kind of on the, I do tours. This high on tour is a podcast about tourism and, and being high on tour and kind of what I experience and the people I meet. And April Black who's our normal sidekick isn't here yeah. today, but season a legacy grower is, um, you know, we, we, um, where the rubber meets the road for my tours is I, I talk about the San Francisco that we're in right now. Yeah. And I talk about it through an era, a time, a lens, right? Where, yeah. where, you know, something happens right after the summer of love and the summer of love is 67, yeah. 67, 68, yeah, 60, yeah. Yeah, 69 summer of love. I, I'm By bummed the, I missed those times. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes I wish I was 10 years older, but as I hit 50, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm all right. Not being 60. All yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. So, so that summer of love gave way to a lot of great changes in the city and a lot of great changes in the, in this, you know, the, the United yeah. States was changing very yeah. rapidly into our yeah, higher consciousness into our seventies. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, and, you know, people left the city in droves after Bob McKee's land yeah, man. that he was basically selling in a rag on a, on a newspaper rag yeah. in, 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 in the hate. Right. Yep. So your, your folks are really like that. You're that's that you're, was that us. story. That, that's yeah. our story. Yeah. That's your story. Yeah. You found the guy. I found the guy. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> No, literally, we, we bought land from Bob McKee. It was price, part of the Bryceland Ranch subdivision. Uh, and uh, like I was saying, like we, our, our home site didn't even have a road to it. We had tents literally on the ground through the wintertime. I mean, you know, one of my first memories of like, you know, being in the forest and being part of it is when we picked up our, our kitchen table, which was just one of those cable reels, right, like big, you know, right, wooden right, cable reels. Right, right. Picked that up and there was baby mice under it. I'm like, all right, we're uh, living in the country now. Yeah. Like, we got mice living under our kitchen table. But yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, not having any roads to what would have been, you know, the, our principal house site yeah. was, was kind of an interesting undertaking. I went to school one day, came back, the dozer had come through and all of a sudden we had a road to wow. what would be our, our house site. Right? Wow. That's not all the way to the house site, but pretty darn close. Yeah, that's, 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 that's 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 very cool. It's got to be some watching a region kind of take shape and develop. I, I mean, you've also seen the trajectory now, kind yeah. of you know, 
unfortunately kind of go down a little bit. It's, downward. it's, it's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had so many people come into Humboldt County through the green rush times that I was like, man, this, this, they're spoiling it for everybody yeah. else. You know, the, yeah. the entire state of California has been spoiled to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, I'd really like it to, you know, have been, been given to the back to landers, been given to the legacy farmers. It's really unfortunate that it was just became this like big square foot, square footage grab by the yeah, biggest the companies. Grab, yeah. You know, the venture capitalists coming in, like we couldn't compete against that. Yeah. We can compete against their quality all day long and their cure and all this, all the things that, you know, we were talking about outside with the rest yeah. of the group. But yeah, um, yeah it's, 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 it's unfortunate that people aren't making it, but to a certain degree, I don't feel all that bad for them, honestly. Yeah. Like diversifying of income, that's something you should have done all the while. You know what? I've said it on the show before. I've said it on other other things I've been on. It's like, yeah, it's like, where, 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 what were you doing with the money when the times were good? Yeah. You know, some people don't want to hear that real truth, but that is real talk. And I've heard it from a lot of farmers now at this point. I was going debt free. Yeah. We own five properties. We own all five properties. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a goal in my life to be able to, the money that I earn is money that I could spend and not spending it on credit card debt, right. on bank debt, right. all these kind of things. I mean, I grew up with nothing. We grew yeah. up on food stamps, you know, getting water out of the creek, canned goods, dried yeah. milk, you know, living off of government funding. And um, I learned a lot from that, you know. And then during the camp days, like living off of nothing. Yeah. I don't even know how my, how my mom and my stepdad scraped by, but, yeah. you know, definitely scraped by with no Christmases. Yeah. Scraped by with no birthday presents, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, one pair of jeans, um, one coat, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. One car, living off the land. Just, totally. Just, you know, just yeah. Just you, you were living basically the <clears throat> the quintessential back to the land lifestyle <clears throat> where everything was kind of from around you, from yeah. right around you. Kerosene lamps. Right. right, right. <laughs> Do, doing homework and kerosene lamps and, um, you know, no, no inside flushing toilets, all this kind of wonderful <laughs> camping experiences. That, that, was, that was life character shannon i'd say <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah i i mean i i love i i didn't know was, i didn't know there's anything different yeah. you know i didn't right. have uncles and aunts and sisters and brothers that had gone off to the city to hang out with i just i mean everybody i knew was grew up the same way i did you know it wasn't it wasn't any different to go to another friend's house and have them you know having a car battery running running their one lamp they had in their house or you know their water system going awry because a, a mouse got stuck in their water line you know like it was it was just what it was what was the t what was tell me a time in your life when uh when you kind of decided that you were going to embrace the growing as kind of a full what was what was that moment where you're like well this is what i'm going to do now oh, i'm going to be growing weed for the rest of my life tell me about that oh, time man. that that time huh shit I don't was know. it more than one time <laughs> well I, I, you to go be back honest, and <laughs> absolutely vacillated between you know do i need skills or do i need to grow weed you right. know and so it's an interesting story because i I, I really went out and got a lot of like homesteading skills outside of living on the land. I, I took a job working for a tree company. I took a job working for an earth, earth moving company. I've uh, stocked shelves. I you know pretty much did what I had to do to survive. It, there wasn't it wasn't always the feast that Humboldt County is now. There was a really hard time when I was right. a kid, and so to rely on that to like to like say that like at age twelve I was like oh no I'm gonna grow weed right. was a scary venture. I'm not I'm not a gambler because of yeah, this. Like yeah. I'd much, much rather take my money and buy like a really nice dinner than go and right. sit at the table all night and right. like maybe win maybe lose. Right. So I would say that that time in my life where I decided I was gonna do it was probably like my early twenties. Um, this was um, 96, right? We talked about, we, we know that 96 was like the turning point for California. They went from right, like 215 days from like, yeah. so I got, <laughs> in before they passed the law in 1996, I got pulled over f 
for having two white tires on my truck in, in Humboldt County, which was a thing. They pulled you over for, you know, not having a front license plate. They pull you over for tires being too wide, yeah. stereo being too loud. They just take it down for whatever reason. I happen to have seven plants in the back of my truck at that point in time. They took me to jail. I got a ride in the cop car. I got yeah. handcuffed. Went yeah. to jail. I'm like, this is not okay. Yeah. This is fucked up. Yeah. You know, you're picking on somebody who, like, I'm not... I'm not taking anything. I'm not stealing anything from anybody. I'm not yeah. taking anything. I, yeah. you know, I'm not doing. I'm not murdering people. I've just had seven plants. Like, and you're putting me in a cop car and taking me to jail. Yeah. Have my mom come bail me out at two in the morning, and so that was that kind of really spurred me to like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what is right, and what you guys did was wrong, and you know it, and uh, I think maybe that was it. Maybe that was like the that turning moment. point. That moment. Yep. The like arrest. I, I should be able to get away with this because I'm not really doing anything wrong, you know. And the court yeah. system, to a certain point, agreed with me. They, they, you know. I got my house searched. It was pretty shitty. The overall experience from that was pretty shitty. It's interesting when you know you're right, you can feel compelled to do that, you know, yeah. and say, you know, I got in trouble too. And I, and I came to Humboldt and I was like, yeah, I'm not rehabilitated. I'm going in deeper, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah, I, totally I love this. You can't take this away from me. And yeah. there's a place where it's embraced, yeah. you know. I think, you know, I have a lot of respect for you because I've seen you work so hard with the Mateel, and I feel like that's where I know you the most. Yeah, It's right on the river, and yeah. you, you've just, you've brought a lot of those skills that you've honed, you know, to give back. And All I know, all I know is community. It's all, yeah. I, it's all I was, it's what I was brought up in. It's what I love. It's the passion of my life. I mean, I just, I give back because I can, you know, these, these, these community organizations, the fire departments, the rescue team, the community center, the hospital, the clinic, like these are all just the passion projects like, that we sh I, that I feel we should all get behind. Yeah. And why I came across a little hard when we brought up the subject of like, you know, the decline of the economy right now. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like when we had it really good, all those people that were there in Southern Humboldt and hum the greater Humboldt area, mm -hmm. they weren't giving back. You know, you right. saw the core locals, right? right. Yourself included, your yeah. mom. Yeah. Like we were the ones. It should have been those people who came in to like develop Humboldt County and made millions of dollars and extracted resources. They should have been giving back. There should have been some type of tax, so right. to speak. And we did see a good economic boom during that time, and it was really good in the town of Redway and Garville. But overall, like it kind of sucked for the local who would go to like Flavors on a weekday and, and be outside the door trying to get a fucking sandwich. You know, like it was. It's, kind it's of almost like better now. It was like it wasn't. It's all, yeah. You know what's really funny? It's like, uh, oh, oh, there's that give and take, right? Like the prosperity brings kind of the bad, yeah. you know, but, you know, how do you feel right now about, I mean, I can kind of tell how you feel about everything right now. It's kind of like, you're kind of happy the way this is kind of shaking out in certain ways. It's, it's reminiscent of my childhood. Yeah. You know, when I came into Redway there in Redway and Garville, Southern Humboldt specifically, it was, it was tourism was at its height. Yeah. You know, there was, there was gift shops all over town. There was gift shops all up and down the 101, up the Avenue Giants. There was gift shops all over the place. And we saw a lot of people coming through just to, just to participate in what they yeah. thought Humboldt was. And so coming into the cannabis era, not coming into it, but yeah. being in the middle of what is, what should be a development of our community around what cannabis brought to Humboldt County. Yeah. I really see a, a, an opportunity for us to start opening more opportunity for people to come and see what what it is yeah. that is the fairy tale is yeah you know if they can come up and see, and, and see what the fairy tale of humboldt county is i think that um we'd be in a be in a, a similar place than we were in the 80s when people were coming up to see you know there was an idea that the redwoods are all gonna be gone at some point right, right? and now they're seeing you know cannabis as being like one of the coolest things that humboldt has to offer the tree now they right. know the trees are always going to be there right they're not right. going anywhere there's going to be gift bears forever you know but like to find the farmer that's actually produced has been producing since the 70s 80s 90s that's like a relic 
you know, like those yeah. people are aging out. And so it's going to be fun for everybody to come in, up to Humboldt and, you know, participate in the whole tourism of, of what we have going on right now. I've got one last question for you. Um, that's going to be a tough question. And right. it's, there's no right answer, yeah. but tell me in your thoughts, um, legacy, legacy farm, yeah. legacy farming, legacy farming practices, legacy yeah. cannabis, that term legacy, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a, that is a hard one. And I, and I feel like that word legacy was stolen and used as a pitch phrase um, all throughout the state. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cultural. They're, just, they're stealing our culture. Culture, culture vultures is kind of one of the things that goes along uh -huh. with hearing the word legacy uh -huh. almost. And, I, and, I, and it sounds as if I'm, I'm speaking illy of it, but I'm really not. I think that, you know, the, the truth of legacy is something that fuck that is a hard question man i'm yeah. trying to talk around it but no, really no. i need to talk right at it so. you know it's it's interesting because like we i've on my show i've tried mm -hmm. to ask people like hey how do you define craft cannabis and that's yeah. another one of yeah. those words that's kind of been so almost so i'll say legacy is something was handed to you right yeah you know like if your grandpa handed you a belt buckle that was that's a legacy you're going to yeah. carry that belt buckle forever yeah. or a knife or whatever he handed you so I think that legacy is something that somebody somebody gifted you, something that's you know that wasn't something that wasn't just you bought into. Right. You know, I got in Humboldt County. I'm just saying, as a for instance, like somebody who came into Humboldt County in 2015 and said, "Oh, I'm a legacy farmer because I've been here since pre right. pre legalization." You're not legacy. Nobody yeah. handed you that. You bought into this, and it was something that you purchased. It shouldn't be something you purchased. It should be right. something you ha got handed. And season and I, when we're talking about community, I really feel like if you don't know the history of your community, you can't call yourself legacy anything yeah you know if you don't know about the gondosaurus rex if you don't know about you know pb and carol bruno and the rest of the crowd and, and the paul bassesses and the and the, and the um bruce champies you had no business using yeah. throwing that word around and so yeah. i kind of feel like the culture vultures had clammed onto that legacy word because they're here before just before legalization you know and so i feel like that's really the the truth of it somebody had to give it to you i learned my all my growing practices, I learned through the folks that my that my that my mom introduced me to through that um, that that land purchase that she did with the, that group of people. I learned through like the old timers who brought me in to do the work that you know they could afford to pay somebody to do alongside them eventually. Right. Uh, moving in from you know from the outside to inside, you know I, I'm. I will be the first to admit I made some money growing under lights. It was yeah. is what we did as legacy farmers. They yeah. pushed us out, you know, out of the forest, out of the sun, into the yeah. back end of the forest, yeah. running diesel generators in it. Yeah. And now, you know, I've learned from that that that's not something that I want to do. That's not sustainable. That's not good right. for our community. Right. We don't well, see... the, war, the war on drugs really forced <laughs> you guys to go indoors. Really, it it it. It did. It did. The war on drugs is a, f yeah. Oh, let's not get started there. <laughs> that was a fail. Yeah. yeah. The Dare program. The Dare Nancy program. Reagan. Exactly. Like like, exactly. Your brain on drugs. Yeah. But um, Shannon, it's been really eye-opening and amazing to talk to you so far. And yeah, I would like. To, I, I, it's tip of the iceberg, and I'd love to have you on the show for an extended opportunity yeah. to talk to you and hear your story more in depth and and really get the nitty gritty of it. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Uh, Season and I have had a lot of fun talking to you. Right and I'm sure our Thank guests you. are Same really here. excited to hear more about what you guys got going on at Green Ox up in, up in Humboldt. So thank you yeah. so much and keep doing what you're doing. You're an authentic guy and I really love to hear you. Yeah, I'm do doing it, man. My goal is just to inspire people, you know, be real, be your true self, you know, bring it every day. Treat people how you'd want to be treated yourself, you know, and share it, you know, and share the love, share the money if you can. And uh, yeah, create your own legacy. 
message of love and a message of legacy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shannon. Shannon Talaferro, Chief Executive Officer of Green Ox, Humboldt County. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Rock on, man. (laughs) 